Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. West Cork Beard Company make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great-looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice, or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie. For gooners everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Arsenal videos and podcasts. Download the free Gunners app now from the App Store and Google Play. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the Same Art Arsenal podcast. Unfortunately, uh, I can see this episode not being very good. Um, Well, actually, I can see it being very good, but not what we're going to talk about very good if that makes complete sense what's happening in the world of football today um so let's get everyone introduced after our 1-0 defeat to Southampton uh in the FA Cup we're out of the cup uh, our cup for sure look it's only gone out on loan um until next year so we'll, we'll we'll take it back next year mark how are you sir Hello, mate. Yeah, I'm good. I've, I've uh, prepared to combat the cold. I've got my schnitt that league judges got me, and I've got my socks, just in case. Yes. So, we... Well, that's all right. You don't have to wear oven gloves on your feet this week, then? No, mate. No. But I've got them on standby. Well, I say that. They're in the kitchen, so I'm so they're always, always available. 
Harry, how are you, sir? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Obviously disappointed at the FA Cup exit, but yeah, we'll live. We'll crack on. Is what yeah, it is. We, should, we, we, we certainly will. We certainly will. Judges! Oh, hello. hello. How are you, sir? I'm very good, very good. Hello in the, the laurel, The laurel to my hardy, the ant to my deck. How are you? Ah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you very much. Donna's just asking where a boy boy is, you know. So just want to say that we're rotating today. We're on the old rotation slot. So, um, you get know, used to this now, everyone get used to this now. All you know, weekend in the uh, same old Arsenal WhatsApp chat rotation, we're, we're, rotation, rotation. It's all we bloody heard. Um, took, I'm sure took, uh, Dan out. We took Dan out today. He's having a rest, might avert his finger or uh, or his um ear earplugs might have broke, but anyway, he's um being rested today, like you know. Dan is working late this evening, so he tells us. Um, so that's why he's not here. Well, obviously not because he's not um he's not told his mum that, has he? Just saying. obviously not. <laughs> well, this is it, you see. Um, so I don't know. He, Perhaps... he doesn't he doesn't work with his mum. She doesn't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been told. I've been told he has to phone in every day. <laughs> is that right, Donna? Is that right? He gives her three rings when he gets home. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon, good evening, good morning to you all in the chat. How are you doing? Um, disappointed, I would imagine, as as a few of us are. Well, disappointed. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, some, I'm, of us, I'm, some of us I'm, weren't. Yeah, well, I'm disappointed we're out of the cup, of course. But as yeah. I said to you at the weekend, oh, oh. I'm disappointed we're out of the cup. But I can see my priorities at the moment are lying in a different place. We'll start with you, Lee, because... Uh, We've, you know, it's been a bit, it got a bit boisterous at the weekend in our little WhatsApp chat. Um, different opinions flying around straight after the final whistle. He called us dumb and dumber. <laughs> he did call us dumb and dumber, actually. Um, but I thought he was referring to him and Dan, but I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> now, listen, listen. No, no one second. No, 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 you're the host. Go on. Exactly. That's how it works. Yeah. Right. Lee. You were disappointed, obviously, we knocked out the FA Cup. You were disappointed that he, uh, he made so many changes um, in the team. So, obviously, I'll start off with the question to get us rolling that I asked you in, 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 the, in the chat. Can you not see why he changed it? And do you not think that our league position and winning the three points is more important? Well, it's all about the three points. That's what matters, isn't it? Like, so let's uh, let's leave it at that. I think, like you know, uh, I just want to say the reason that Dan's been, um, I say, like rotated today, right, is because it was two against two. So these two dumber and dumber here have bullied up on me, like you know what I mean, and like, and dropped Dan from the from the team sheet. Outrageous! Are you saying right. you can't handle yourself, judges? Oh, I can handle it. Bring it on, like you know what I mean. No, listen. Which I think we can. I, I, I have I've agreed with you, and I've come to weigh you around thinking of yes, we, we needed to rest a few players, but seven or eight, not for me, not 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 in the FA Cup. I thought that was bad. I'm going to say this now. Um, uh, people have like and you have said it. Um, oh, what happens if what happens if Smith Rowe gets injured? Right? What happens if he got injured and then doesn't play against Southampton on Tuesday? Right. Well, my argument to that is. Newcastle in the first round, 20 minutes to go, nil-nil, can't break them down. What does um, our wonderful manager do? He brings on Smith Rowe. And only then does he play him through extra time and all that, like, you know. And also he plays Tierney in this game. 
And then all of a sudden, they're not playing in this game. So, okay, so okay, so if 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 he did play Smith Rowe and he did play Kieran Tierney and one of the two got injured, you'd be upset that they were injured and they oh. won't be and they wouldn't be available. Mari, Mari Mari has been injured. Pablo Mari playing absolutely fantastically well. Yeah, he's got injured in training. I don't want to train him no more. Let's not train no more. We might get injured. Let's not have it. Let's not. Have no, that's ridiculous. Anymore. No, Lele, you're being you're being silly. I tell you what, we won't do. We won't do a warm up because Martinelli got injured. You're being silly now. No, no, no. You're being he's silly. Da- no, he's damned if he does, and he's damned if he doesn't. No, no. At the end of the day, injuries happen. Can happen at any any stage of the game. Martinelli was rested in the game. Yeah, he then went. He got injured in the warm up. So I don't, I don't, I, I hear what you're saying. They could get injured, but at any stage of the season, they can get injured, right? And I'm going to say where I think this is, this is this this argument. It, it, I think that backs me, right? Everton have got Spurs in a couple of whenever the next round is, yeah. Okay, Tottenham are in the same games as us, got the same mentions as us, right? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll come on to you in a minute, Paul. Like you know, be be patient, right? <laughs> right. I guarantee you that when Everton play Tottenham, Harry Kane and Song are not sitting at door, indoors playing PlayStation. Different. I guarantee you. Absolutely, Harry. Completely different. Completely different. Because, because Arsenal financially are on their knees. And Arsenal's primary objective this season is to get back in the Champions League. Tottenham's objective is to win a trophy. That's it. That's why Jose Marino was hired. Maurizio Pochettino got him in the Champions League practically every year. They sacked him because he couldn't win a trophy. The remit at Tottenham right now, the primary objective at Tottenham is very different to the one at Arsenal. And you might not like it. You might not like it. Let me finish. It's financial Let me finish. Let me finish. You might not like it. You might not like the order of priorities. I don't like the order of priorities because I prefer for Arsenal to win silverware than be trying to finish fourth. However, as fans, sometimes we have to accept that the club's objectives are not always in line right. with ours as supporters. And that's the reality of it. I, I, I take your point on bold there, right? Yeah, so that's that's fine, right? So and I, I'm, 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 I'm agreeing to you to a certain degree when you're turning around and saying about rotation. Eight changes. Well, I've, I've watched every other team this this week in the champ, in, in the FA Cup, whether it be Everton, whether it be Man United, whether it be Leicester, three or four changes max. And I, I agree with that. If they'd have made three or four, but eight changes on a cup competition, really, Harry, right? I'm going to say this now about Mikel Arteta. I think personally has kept his job because of the FA Cup because I'll tell you this now. It's 50-50 split on that and, and a lot of fans, me included, thought, oh no, give him give him give him uh, give him his due, he's won the FA Cup. And I I I backed Mikel Arteta um because of that. In the end I think you know he's like what we've seen with Frank Lampard today, Mikel Arteta is a very, very lucky man. Now at the end of the day I accept that it's the, the, the financial gain and everything like that. But my argument's gonna be is when if we, uh, God hope we win on Tuesday night because what happens if we don't win on Tuesday night? What what is the argument there? Well, he's 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 in trouble. Then he, yeah, then, <laughs> yeah, then yeah, he, he's in trouble, and and then we 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 discuss that, you know. But he's in big trouble. Um, well, this I, comes I agree. In, I agree that we should have made changes. What we're saying, what is wrong with rotation? There's nothing wrong with rotation. I'm just saying how many it was rotated. Arsenal made eight changes against a team that. Made one or two, seven, seven. And, and, okay, and, that, right. and that's my beef. 
we, 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 we all sat here. We all sat here when Emery was manager, and we all said, and I can remember, and I can remember it. We all said, "What does he do? Does he put all his does he put all his eggs in the champ in the Europa League basket?" Yes, he does. We said, "Play the kids in the league. It doesn't matter." We said, "Play, play, play all our best players in the Europa League." Yeah. What is happening now is 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 the same thing. But now I think Arteta is putting his all his all his eggs in the Champions League basket. Does that make sense, Harry? The difference for me between now and, and Emery is that for, for from the day we dropped out of the Champions League, the primary objective of this football club has been to get back in the Champions League. And and whether we like it or not, it's for financial reasons. So when people are saying, oh, it's not about the finance, to me and you it isn't, but to the club it is. Yeah, and it's the it's their football club at the end of the day. They're the ones that, that, that own it and they do what they feel, Right. Unai Emery made a massive mistake because what Unai Emery did was he gambled one of our routes into the Champions League, right? He gambled the Premier League when he changed the yeah. team against Crystal Very Palace important. and he, he gambled when he messed it up with that Brighton as well the week after. Right. So he lost one of his potential routes into the Champions League. My argument here as to why Mikel Arteta gambling the FA Cup is not as bad is because the FA Cup has never been a route into the Champions League. So it's different, right? You're not gambling with one of your potential routes into achieving your objective. So there's that point. Also, we're in a season now where the games are more condensed than they've ever been. Um, going into that game against Southampton, including that game, had we progressed and played a fifth round tie, we'd have played 11 games between the 20, what, 3rd of January and the end of February. That's way too many games. There had to be changes. Yeah, there can be a debate about whether there was too many or not. Fine, I accept that. You know, there is a middle ground maybe to be found. But the point here is that for uh, for the football club, it's about getting in the Champions League. And we might not like that, but we have to accept that. That's what the club are aiming for. So on Mikel Arteta, in Mikel Arteta's office, on his little notice board, when he's got the competitions listed in level of priorities, the FA Cup comes third. Sadly, that's the reality of it because it doesn't offer us a route to the goal of our season. And and people might not like that, but that's just how it is. Absolutely, mate. Um, I this a question? I'll ask you two a question then. I want to ask you two a question then, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's fine. That's fine. And I, I, I accept that. So what are you saying now then? If Mikel Arteta does not get top four and doesn't get the Europa League, is that is that in your opinion that he, he's got to go? Well, he failed. He it's, failed. It's failure. It's a failure. Yeah. But what my my argument my comeback to that would be. And if he's been back, we've, we've, we've all spoke about we've all spoke about giving him time. This, that, and the other. There's a lot of people out there that think he should go now. There's people who can see what's happening at this moment in time, like me. I think the Arteta, the Arteta process has only just started. O's all gone. Socrates gone. Mustafi out the door. Uh, supposedly, Gwendozi, uh, the dead wood is finally starting to leave. This is this is something we wanted done for the last four years, and it's actually starting to happen now. We have Odegaard, uh, Odegaard coming in on loan from Real Madrid, who, by all by all terms of what I've heard, is is a fantastic player. Uh, parties coming. We're doing. I, I I believe our league position. It's bad, but I believe that we're we're better in some places on the pitch than we than we have been previously. So for me, if he doesn't get us into the Champions League, 
or you know, yeah, he's or if he don't, if we, if we don't at least finish top six, Lee, it's a failure, mate. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. It's fa- it's a failure. But again, what's the club's definition of a failure? Failure, yeah, yeah. Because that's what that's what matters, isn't it? That's what's going to determine whether Mikel Arteta loses his job or not if he hasn't well, met the club's objectives. But we all know, we all know, we all know that unfortunately, you know, it, it it might be unfortunate for Arsenal Football Club that if we don't qualify for the Champions League, be it in the top four. Because look, I've said this, I've said this all weekend. If we beat Southampton on Tuesday night. If we beat Southampton on Tuesday night, we're only four points off the top four. So, if you know, if you look at, if you're looking at that through Mikhail Arteta's eyes, you can see why he's prioritised a team to play Southampton on Tuesday night in the league. Um, you've also got the other thing as well, Craig, that you've got to consider is when you talk about the players that he left out. Right. For example, Emil Smith Rowe. We've we've all spoken about it for for the the entirety of this season. Injuries have been an issue for Emil Smith Rowe. So overusing him, I can understand why Mikel was reluctant to do that. Kieran Tierney was just about past fit to play that Newcastle game after he had a problem. So the the only they're the only two that he left at home. Remember, they're the only two that he left at home. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang was meant to be in that side was meant to be part of the squad, at least. We don't know if he was going to start, but he got sent home. So actually, Mikel went to Southampton and he did make changes. But apart from two players, he took everybody with him. So he hasn't taken this game as lightly as some are suggesting. And actually, that team that was on the pitch, I know they've not been performing of late, but you'd still, you know, you still expect more from them, don't you? And, and those it, was players, a, it was a piss poor performance from them. Yeah. They were rubbish. And then, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Expect what? I don't expect nothing off of William no more, Harry. I don't expect oh, what I expect. No, but what, what you I've, what, what I've what, seen is the team coming 15th in the league with those players. You know what I mean? Pepe playing, uh, William playing. They've played the majority of the time when we've been 15th. It's only since the kids have come in that we've changed it around a little bit. When Smith Rowe played against Chelsea on that day, we was 15th in the league. So uh, these players have been let, these, William has been letting us down all season. For whatever reason, and he's been given chance after chance after chance, right? Why don't you put Pepe in that position and see what happens? You know what I mean? Like, try something different. Pepe, by the way, has been letting us down. Also, so has Eddie. You know what I mean? Like, Martinelli wasn't quite fit enough. And it was a poor performance. I, I get along with that. Like, but how many times have we seen um, Shaka and El Nenny and we've said, well, that ain't got no creativity towards it. And there it is, played again. So what? What do you? Oh, you know, when I looked at that team, oh, I just thought to myself, well, yeah. it was just that was my thing. I, I, I felt it would, you know, that team wouldn't have beaten, would have probably beaten a, a, a makeshift Southampton team. But he must have known that somewhere on the line that Southampton were going to go for it big time. You know what I mean? Like I looked at when I looked at, I, I never looked at our team and thought, oh no. It's when I see their team, I went, that's us gone. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. That he, I don't disagree with you that the changes were were, were strange. I don't dis, I, I don't disagree with that, but I can I can see he's I can see why he why he did it. Um, you know, when you first look at the team sheet, you think, oh fucking hell, he's playing, he's playing, he's playing. But actually, he's obviously resting for Tuesday night. You know, this, to me as an Arsenal fan. It, it, the, the three points on Tuesday um, are more important to me. Um, I don't know. People have different opinions, and that's what makes the world go around. Mark, thank you for sitting there so quietly. Um, why we all uh, have a little argument um, between ourselves. This one comes in from Bill. Thank you for your kind donation, Bill. 
um, a supporter of the same old Arsenal podcast uh, since we've been going. Been here a very long time. Thanks for your support, mate. Uh, Mark, I'll come to you, mate. I love us winning the cup, but it's time to show more ambition. Um, we can still get top four with a run. Also, uh, we can win the Europa League. Um, well, well Bill, if, if we win the if we win the Europa League, I'll buy you let McDonald's burger back, like you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> You'll have it delivered to you, Deliveroo. Oh, Deliveroo, Deliveroo, Deliveroo. Mark, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are that um, that team he put out yesterday. It had enough about it to to win that game, and for a lot of missed chances, when you when you look back and take yeah. the emotion out of it, it's a catalogue of missed chances. You know, we've got uh, Cedric golden opportunity in the first mm. half, plenty of time at the back post. Um, Williams William, Williams cross doesn't hit the target. Martinelli. A beautiful free kick works. Uh, William was the decoy and, 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 you know, training ground set piece, what the, the guy from Brentford was brought in to do. And it worked an absolute dream. Martinelli goes clean through. Air kick completely fluffs the ball from about four yards. It just needed anything, redirecting it towards goal. That That is a golden opportunity. Missed the target or missed the ball. Um Holding, Rob Holding, early in the second half. Um, ball drops at his feet. It didn't really come down for him. But again, he didn't he didn't work the goalie. Missed the target. Eddie and Ketcher pulls off a really good save, actually. Fraser Forrester pulls off a really good save from Eddie. And then again, Eddie gets the last chance of the game to, to be the hero and um, misses the target. So, you know, you look at our... Chances created, I think it was about 11, and, and we've only hit the target twice, which is really, really, really poor. Yeah, and that is not down to the manager. That is down mm. to people lacking in confidence, lacking in game time, l- just lacking quality, potentially. You know, um, what can the manager do? He, he has a squad, and the squads are there for a reason. These games are, as Harry said, these are, games are coming thick and fast. He's got to use that squad. You know, he's going to get lambasted if he plays Smith, Rowe and Saka continuously, game after game after game after game, and then one of them pulls up with an injury. All the fans will be going, oh, he's overworked. And blah, blah, blah. You know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Personally, I will never, ever, ever, ever be happy about losing any football game, especially when there's a silver silverware at the end of it. But some, but you can't win them all. You can't. And and we're talking about priorities. What is our priority? Our priority is to get back in the big time. And and every footballer dreams of playing Champions League football. That is the sad truth. You know, they may. They may run around on the pitch dreaming, uh, dreaming of scoring the winning goal at Wembley, but their agent and their bank account and their career will be telling them to get at a club in the Champions League because that's where the gold is. And, and um, sad, it's, it's really sad that, you know, it almost became a joke under Wenger that top four was a trophy, wasn't it? You know, and he did it so well for so many years. Arguably, um, there was not as much uh, competition for the top four is what there is now you know you you could pick six, six or seven teams now that are worthy of a top four place you know we are we are one or two transfer windows away from that um the squad is taking shape he's doing really well in my opinion in this window you know Socrates we thank him he leaves us today 
Um, there's big, big uh, chat about Mustafi cancelled his contract as well, and we'll thank him for his service and wish him well, you know. But it's, we always knew it was going to take time, and I, I just think, okay, you know, look at that talent he put out there yesterday. William, Pepe, Martinelli, who everyone's raving about. El Nidhi had a great start to the season. Xhaka is still one of our best midfielders because we've got no one else. Gabriel, Holden, Bellerin, Leno. These are all first-team players, you know. And we've just got unlucky yesterday. So I don't think we need to go too crazy on the manager about it. In all truthfulness, we just lost the game. Can I just make one other point as well? We were talking about sort of the, the finances of it and the kind of priorities and stuff. And for example, right, the FA Cup, it brings the winners around about an estimated four million pounds, right? When you win the competition, that's for going all the way. Now, the difference between, for example, finishing tenth, and this is based on not last season, the seasons before's uh, Premier League revenue figures, right? In terms of what the Premier League pay you as prize money for your finish, so your TV money plus your prize money, and it'll be even more now because the the TV deals are, are always going up. Finishing tenth. The difference between finishing 10th and finishing in 8th position, right, is it's 2, 8, 9, 10, 11 million pounds. 11 million pounds. Of a so difference. Of a difference between finishing 8th and 10th in the Premier League. Wow. So it, it, this is this is the thing I keep coming back to. We don't give a shit about that. We only care about yeah. the football team doing well. But from the club's perspective when they're having to go and take loans out from the Bank of England, when they're on their, they were on their knees financially in the first place because they were working on a Champions League, uh, you know, wage structure with Europa League income. This has been a build-up of years and years of us not being able to get back in the Champions League that we've fallen into this position. So if you're talking about the difference between finishing 10th and 8th, and, and Arsenal fans will go, and I would say it as well, who cares? I'd rather finish 10th than 8th but win the FA Cup. But the club don't see it like that. What do you get for winning the cup, though, Harry? Around about four million pounds. Yeah, so I'd rather sacrifice five million pounds and win the FA Cup. Yeah, but you would because you're yeah. an Arsenal fan. Yeah, yeah that also but gets you into Europe. Man, you wouldn't. That also gets get you into yeah, Europe. Gets you into Europe, and eighth time. It does get us. It does get us into Europe. But we don't do do. Do we want to be a, a Europa League side? Are we happy to be a Europa yeah, League? No, side? no, no. We want to win trophies. That's what the that's what the idea of playing football is. Let's 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 be basically honest about it. The club, the club, which Harry is saying there, is more interested about getting three and four million pound through a league position. Why don't the club do their job properly and sell players instead of giving them away, so that we can go for titles and and trophies? Agreed. The the matter is, because the club is so piss poorly run. We're just letting Socrates go out the door for nothing. I'll tell you what, why don't we sell him in the right in the in the summer instead of trying to offer him a contract and give him the captaincy for 10 million? So we can we, does it really matter where we go in the league? There's little things like that. I, I get what Harry's saying, right? And at this moment in time, we're not guaranteed. You know, I, I remember somebody saying last season, like, if we don't get Europe, we're gonna be we're gonna be screwed. Well, there's no guarantee we're gonna get Europe for if we, there's no guarantee we're gonna get via win the Europa League with the teams that are in it and at this moment in time I think it's going to be tough to get top four 
or top five, or whatever it is, six, top six to get to Europe, Harry, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And I'm not saying that I agree with the approach. I'm just saying... No, I know you're not. I know, I, know, I know you're saying what that's, you're saying. That's how they're looking at it. You know, they're looking at it from a purely financial standpoint. And ultimately, Mikel Arteta works for them, not for me or you. I know we're the fans and we support the club. And we're the owner, by the way. And but we're worrying about 11th yeah, and 10th. Yeah, he's got a... He's got a manage the club's expectations as well, which is the problem here. The problem is Arsenal have been, are being run by people that don't really give a shit about the football. They only care about their pockets. It's always been that way. Yes, they've put money, they've spent money in recent seasons and, and all that, but they'll want that back. They're only doing it because they believe they can make it back. It's that there's no other reason. There's no football motivation from the Cronkies. It's that yeah. simple. Um, I get that. I get that. And that's, that's, I, I think is a problem. And that's where like, whether you like it or not, Harry, Chelsea have done what they've done because, you know, their, their manager wants to win trophies. The be end and end all to him is trophy winning. And yeah. and that, that that is it. And that's, listen, I've been brought up on the FA Cup and, and things like that. And I I think, you know, listen, I, I done my nut a few years ago when Wenger done the same thing. I, I get I get it. If you're going for the title like Man United are or, or, or Liverpool or, and you you surrender the FA Cup and we've done that on many occasions when we're going for the cha- for the championship or the Champions League we're nowhere near the Champions League at the moment we're nowhere near winning the league in fact we're not really competing for a top four place so I'll tell you what we do we we throw that one away and I'll tell you what when we get into the Champions League right if we ever do get in there that's another trophy we're never going to win so that's the Premier League and the, so and and the uh and the Champions League that we're not going to win it leaves us the League Cup where we play the the kids, and and the FA Cup, you know. And th- this is my problem. You, you know, you only get four opportunities to win a trophy, and I don't think a club like Arsenal in the position that we're in should be thrown out away for the well, sake put, of a million pounds. He didn't throw it away. He put out a team with enough quality and enough. But, yeah, I right. got too guy. many players out of form, Mark. Yeah, yeah, but Mark is right. Mark, 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 I agree. I agree. I agree with you. Lee. They've let him down, didn't they? The players have let him down. But they've, you know, yeah. it comes down to a young lad and Cedric and uh, and Eddie. They've just missed a few golden chances, and you can't do that in football, Lee. You know that. You can't. Yeah, you can't squander that many chances. In if they go game. in, right? If they go in, and we come away with three, he's been doing that all season, Mark, and he's still <laughs> playing him. That's he's, got no, he's got no one else, though, has he? Like, yeah, he's know, got. Yes, yes. Yes, he's got. He's got the young lad, Balogun. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, you're trying to get this player to sign who looks to me looks the real deal. I'm not saying he is, but he looks he looks the part. And we're and we're 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 giving a, a kid that that in my eyes is never going to make it at Arsenal. Chance after chance after chance. Well, I think I, I think that I think what's going on with Balogun is I think he needs to be taken down a peg or two. Um, you can't have an under twenty three player demanding. To Mikhail Arteta, what he wants before he signs a contract, you can't have that. Sorry, and if that's his attitude, I can see why it's being stalled. You can't, you, you can't have a young fella if it's true. You can't have a fella coming from the under twenty three dictating to the manager what he wants. Um, the, the problem here as well is that because there are so many other clubs circling, it's given him a bit of a, yeah, know, a bit of a platform, yeah. hasn't it, to come up and say, I get that, well, you can't. Yeah, I get that, mate. But as an under twenty three player, you can't have that. I, I, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I, um, I, I agree with what you're saying, but as as Harry's alluded, if, if I don't know, just say for instance, 
we'll say Crystal Palace are saying that we'll give you that money. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and you really want to stay at Arsenal, well, you know, match it and because I, I, I want to stay here. I don't know. We don't know the ins and outs. We don't know, exactly. We, we, what we do know, though, is it's not, money is not the main issue here. It's game no, time. Wants, game time. time. And, game I'm, and I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching Eddie get game after game, foul after foul. If I was, if I was Belligan, I'd be going to me, when, when am, you're going to give me those short chances. I agree. With, I agree argument. with you there. Massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. Massively. Balogun should be, oh, we've, well you know, you, I've said this loads of times and My we've all said it loads done. of times. We all we've we've said it loads of times last year that Balogun, you know, before Christmas in the Europa League and stuff like that. Balogun, there is no reason why Balogun shouldn't be in the team ahead of uh, Eddie, in my opinion. He looks better than Eddie in in the very short space of time that we've seen him. Um, Mark, this one comes in from Alexander. Those players did not do enough. Um, I'm sorry, Eddie is not good enough. William is not good enough. Pepe is not good enough. Arteta is doing his best. Um, well, I mean, he's, he's working with the tools he's got, Craig. He's, he? Yeah, he's working with the tools he's got. Now, Mark makes a really good point there when he was coming in and he was saying that, you know, if those goals go in, Lee, and, and, and we win the game 3 1, we're sitting here tonight going, cool, that's a master stroke by Arteta. We've got Saka fit, we've got Tierney fit, we've got uh, Smith Rowe fit, and we're in the fifth round of the cup. Beautiful. Fantastic. If, the big word if, and if. Eddie takes his chances and Martinelli takes his chances. Everybody will be saying Pepe, two, two assists. But the fact of the matter is, you've got Pepe out of form. You've got Eddie out of form. You've got Martinelli's just coming back. And then you've got um, uh, Willian that ain't got any form whatsoever. Then you put on top of that, uh, El, Nen El Nenny that's never going to create, he couldn't create havoc in a post box. But don't, but right? don't and then you you've got like... Um, and then you've got like Shaka, you know. But to get, uh, but to get footballers into their, to get a bit of form back into footballers, you've got to play them, Lee, haven't you? Yeah, play them with somebody that's playing in, in form. Imagine if you'd have played Pepe alongside uh, Smith Rowe and Lacazette or Eddie with those players in front of him. You know what I mean? Give give these blokes a chance to, to foul. You know, somebody said on there, it's a ridiculous decision to take off um, Martinelli and keep those guys on. I, I, I personally going to stick up for Mikel here. I think that Aubameyang is going to be out for Tuesday night and I think that, you know, Martinelli will play in that game. That's why I think he took him off after 50, 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. If he don't, it's another one, another questionable decision. I just, I just, I just feel that it's like, oh, I, listen, I, can I just go from the back side of it? Like, you know, if you like it that way, Josh. Yeah, I love it. Whatever floats your boat, mate. Yeah, let's float me boat. Let's go round the back. Gabriel, he puts in, who's rusty and hasn't played for a little while, puts him alongside Holding, puts him alongside Bellerin, Cedric. It's it's a pretty solid back forward scenario. And even even him in that first half was um, a little bit rusty. You could see that. He got better as the game went on. But his first half... But so... But he's around better players and whatever. Then you look. Then you look at um, the the guys up front. They're in that same sort of scenario, and they're all trying to help each other out. Where I just feel that it just wasn't. I think that it was not balanced right. That's all I'm saying. Like you know what I mean. And I I agree with what you're saying. We could the other teams have made uh, um, the, uh, 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 substitute uh, rotating. Look at Van der Beek yesterday. Now he had players in and around him. They played for a long while. He didn't. He didn't do the business. 
And that's with Rashford and players of, of ability around him. Do you know what I mean? You're asking like then to put in um, all the what, either Eddie or Pepe with four players that are not that are not playing well. I just felt that it, you know it was a big big gamble, and it didn't pay off. But I'm not I'm not going to condemn Arteta for it. He's made that decision. He's done that. All I'm saying is I just felt a little bit cheated because I love the FA Cup. That's all I'm saying, like you know. And and then I'm telling you what, I will be coming hard, hard on Arteta if he doesn't win on Tuesday. And you, dumber, and you, dumber and all. I'll be at the pair of you on that WhatsApp group. All Three right. points. All right, dirty grandpa. Three points. No, the thing is, though, like what I what I struggle to understand, right, is why when the FA Cup is pushed down the list of priorities, is everybody outraged as if this hasn't been happening no, for the last so. 15 totally years. You know, Arsene Wenger, remember Arsene Wenger, he was getting in the top four and prioritising that over everything and everybody was going, oh, you know, they were all taking the piss out of it. But the point is, we're in, any, we're in a much worse position now than Arsene Wenger ever left us in. So if he was prioritising, then how can we now look at this team and think that they're good enough to not have to prioritise? Do you see what I mean? There's been such a massive fall that, you know, we have to accept that. And look, it's not ideal, man. I love the FA Cup as well. Uh, it, for me, growing up, the FA Cup, watching Arsenal hey, win the yeah. FA Cup was yeah. amazing. But it's yeah. just... I, and I'll tell, you something else. I'll tell you something else about the FA Cup. And I do agree with this. And this is what... It, it paid me off when you ever look at um, Derby had to play the kids. Aston Villa had to play the kids in, in, in a round before. And then love them... Love and behold, the next round's midweek. So it ain't just uh, clubs uh, messing about with the FA Cup. It's it's the, the, the FA itself and all that. Like. So I do do agree with that. But I still think that Arsenal should be a big enough club to be able to to go go on on that front. Like, you know? This one comes in from Daniel, uh, the blind goon. A great show Hello, tonight. Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Uh, thank- Thanks for the distraction. I'm starting to struggle a bit mentally with everything that's going on. Daniel, DMs are open, mate. If you want to chat, don't hesitate. Um, we follow each other. If you want to chat, let's have a chat. No problem at all. Keep that chin up, mate. Keep thinking positive. Um, everything's going to be all right. In the not-so-distant future, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, just DM me, mate, if you want to chat. No problem. DM any of us. We're here um, if you want to have an old chat. No problem at all. Thank you for your kind donation, mate. Everyone go and... Uh, Subscribe to Daniel's channel, please, The Blind Gooner. Another very, very good Arsenal channel. Um, I'm really, really sure. I'm going to feel bad eating that Big Mac now. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, dear. So, uh, Mark, um, we all wanted all these players out, you know, these these players that were, you know, costing us money and not playing. Um, they've started to leave now. So uh, I'm very, very excited about this lad coming in from uh, Real Madrid, uh, Martin. Is it? I think it's pronounced Erdegaard, is it? Erdegaard. 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 Yeah. Uh, like, it's a bit Odegaard. like how Ozil's name was supposed to be pronounced as well. Odegaard. <laughs> Odegaard. I'm not excited about this lad coming in. If he was any good. If he was any good. Not, not being positive. If he was any good, he'd be playing for Real Madrid. And what I'm not buying into is that we're going to take a lad who's, who's a bit all over the shop, a bit up and down. He's going to, we're going to move him countries where we're in a full lockdown. So he's going to struggle to integrate into a squad. We've got nobody over here of his nationality. 
Um, I'm sure he'll make friends. I'm sure he's a good lad. But he's very, very young. And I think he will just about get up to speed with the Premier League in about May, May the 24th. <laughs> and uh, this is going to be a complete and utter waste of time. But, you know, nice to have a bit of uh, business being done with Real Madrid, I suppose. Now, if he didn't play for Real Madrid, would we be getting excited about him? Absolutely not. He's been bang average for Sociedad. Um I would, I, would, I would disagree with that, man. I would yeah. disagree with the Sociedad thing. I think he was really good there. Harry, have you, you, have you watched him? Is he, is he any good? I think he had a good season last season at Real Sociedad. I'm just pulling up the details now on the screen because I looked at this yesterday uh, for a piece of work I was doing. So like, looking at on in terms of the numbers, 31 uh, La Liga appearances last season four goals is not amazing six assists so 10 direct goal contributions in 31 games so it's like one in three um pony, pony stats for and me he's come to a much harder league he's gonna do nothing for me i think with odegaard you're looking at someone who clearly has the talent look this is a kid that was picked up by real madrid at 16 years old and if you cast your mind back he was heavily linked with a move to arsenal at that point as well came to london colney whatever had the meetings but decided to choose real madrid as most kids would um which i understand i think with with him you know the reason that you have to kind of take his lack of game time with a bit of a pinch of salt is because zinedine zidane is one of these managers who has his favorites and he won't drift away from that he he's not the first player at Real Madrid under Zinedine Zidane to be cast aside when actually he had the talent to be involved in some capacity. There's been others. Uh, I mean, Gareth Bale won Real Madrid all those Champions Leagues and couldn't get a look in under Zidane. So if if Zidane doesn't fancy you, you don't play. Um, it's as simple as that. And I think that I think that he's a player that what he does is he provides a bit of backup to Emil Smith Rowe, but he's also not so outstanding that Emil Smith-Rowe is not going to get a look in. And so he doesn't really block his development for me. If if anything, it makes competition between the two of them because I'd say mm. in terms of their, their ability, they're around about the same level. And I think that's healthy. And that's why I think this is a perfect fit rather than us going and getting, you know, a £25 million attacking midfielder who's going to play every single game and then us blocking Emil Smith-Rowe from pushing mm. on. Because I genuinely believe that Emil Smith-Rowe is an incredible talent. If he can stay fit and carry on progressing, I think he'll be some player. And I I was kind of, on the one hand, I wanted us to get someone, but on the other hand, I was a bit worried about how... Like me, yeah. yeah, you don't want to hinder him, do you? Uh, you don't well, want to hinder why, his progression. Why go after this lad at all when we've already got Sobias online? Because it, it doesn't why cost anything. Push, why don't we just push Sobias further up the pitch? So, you know, now we've got Party back fit. We've got El Nini, Xhaka, Party. They can all sit in front of the back four. You know, why isn't Sobias? When he came to the club, he was an attacking midfielder. And it's no, Arteta's he, he dragging him back and back. But Arteta's the one dragging him back further, back and back. You know, he could he could have he could play further up the pitch, Harry. I, I don't think so because he's never been a player that scored goals in his career. He's never been a player that necessarily provides assists. He's always been a ball progressor, Sabios. What he does is he drops in that hole. He gets on the ball. The, the problem with Sabios is he hasn't even been able to do it at Arsenal because actually Xhaka does that, drops that little bit deeper, gets the ball off the defenders. And in Spain, where it's a little bit less physical, someone like Sabios can get away with that. I, I, I just think that Sabios doesn't really fit with us. And, 
you know, you say, why did we do it? Well, it doesn't cost us anything. I think the loan fees are around about two million pounds, which is nothing nowadays. And then you're talking about paying his wages, which ain't massively big um, because he's, he's so young. And, and it's a very low risk deal, isn't it? There's no so obligation. What, in your opinion, then, so, you know, let's agree that bringing him in for next to nothing and bolstering the squad is, with all these games that we've got coming thick and fast, is a good thing. That's good. I get that. Bodies, squad, you know, that's going to help with the rotation and take some burden off of Smith Rowe. What, in your in your opinion, then, is a success? If this loan is to be classed as a success, what, what are you expecting this lad to do come the end of the season, assisting goals-wise? You know, are you, are you going to say he needs to get sort of five goals, Ten assists in the second half of the season, and it would have been good business. But this is the thing, like, like you said that you said the stats were pony when I read them off. The the thing is, well, stats, they are. but stats can be misleading, you know. <laughs> like as, as judge as judge said, that, well, they can, as judge said, Pepe could have got two assists on Saturday, and so it depends on the context of it. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to watch him, and I'm going to judge him based on whether I think he did his job, which was to create opportunities whether he took opportunities that came his way. And I'll make the judgment that way. The stats help and they're a, a part of an argument, but they're not the whole argument. And, and well, kind the, of the other thing is, I think, which you've got to take into consideration, I'll ask you guys this. Do you think like maybe, maybe he's a stopgap for um, for something like in the summer? We can't get who we want in the summer. So we've, we took him on loan till the end of the summer to get the, the player that we want. Maybe he's not available in January. So we, we've had to do this. Or, or do we we look at this as maybe a potential? This is a potential signing for us. That's a good point, mate. Because I mean, like these two signings have really. I mean, we we also were forgetting that we signed a, a Matt Ryan from Brighton as well um, last Brilliant week. Signing that, by the way. Fantastic signing. Um, and they these two signings have come completely out of the blue. So perhaps, Mark, uh, perhaps Lee, you make a massive point there. Yeah, that we've gone in for someone, um, and, and they've said no, not until the summer. Uh, so he's had to, you know, he's had to change his ways and and, and go for Odegaard on loan. Harry, yeah, yeah, he's he's obviously they're they're acting with a view to the summer still. I think I think that's part of the appeal of this deal is that you're not obligated to then lay out an absolute fortune on him if it don't work out. You know, there is no obligation if Arsenal decide in the summer and Real Madrid decide that a deal could potentially done and the loan's been good, they'll sit down at the table and they'll discuss it. But without that obligation it feels like the right thing to do. And the Matt Ryan thing feels like the right thing to do because you bring him in, you you backfill the squad. And in Matty Ryan's case, he's someone who come the end of the season becomes officially a free agent. So if he does well and you like him and you want to keep him around the place, you can sign him up for free. So the, the, the thing that people have to remember here is Arsenal have cut significant numbers off of the wage bill in this window by getting Ozil out, by getting Socrates out. Some of... Uh, Kolasinac's wages are being subsidised now. Mustafi's uh, looking like he's going to go as well. But don't expect Arsenal straight away to go and f- to take up that budget again. Because the, the whole argument, which we were spoke- speaking about at the top of the show, was actually we've been paying more than we can afford. So we have to bring that down. It will go back up again, but it won't go all the way back up to what it was. So these deals just make sense for now. And Arsenal's progress in this transfer window, Arsenal's goals in this transfer window are to set the scene for what they can do in the summer. That's what they're doing here. They're getting out the deadwood and they're yeah. filling up gaps in the squad and come the summer, there'll be it'll be a different view totally. 
Absolutely. Yeah, brilliant point. Because they are just filling up gaps until they can do something in the summer, which is why I'm yeah. not getting excited about it, because he's just a stopgap. Lee, I'll come to you on this one. This comes in mm. from Cheap Heat Productions uh, podcast, a podcast that we've both been on, actually, run by my good friend uh, Maurice. Uh, go over and look at um, Maurice's uh, YouTube channel. He's actually got some really good guests on there. If you like wrestling, um, interviewed lots of wrestlers, uh, a few movie stars, um, and me and Lee. Um, <laughs> is there an argument to be said that we ain't good enough to play Champions League football? I'd take FO Cup over getting spanked on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. He makes a good point there, Lee, to be honest. Yeah, he does make a good point. And we're not good enough at the moment. But I think that if we were to get into the Champions League, it would then set up some funds to get us to to uh, to get some better players. But let's face it, even if we got in, if we, say we did get into the Champions League and we spend some funds, it still would take a, a mighty uh, lot to compete in the Champions League, um, mm. if I'll be honest. But, you know, in the Champions League, you, you need a little bit of luck. And if the draw goes your way, you can get yourself into the last few and what anything can happen, like, you know. So, it, it is, it's a valid point at the moment. I, I look, Listen, if you ask me, if, if the, listen, the squad ain't good enough at this moment in time to, to compete to get into the top four, it's not good enough to get into uh, the Champions League and, it, and, it, and it's not. And we need to um, up up our uh, quality of player in three or four positions. I think Arsenal, if I'll be honest, are three, maybe four players away from uh, really so, competing. Do, 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 do you think that Arteta deserves then another year? Uh, listen, uh, with me, under Mikel Arteta, I am... 50-50 on him, like, you know, if he continues to win games of football, then fine. But there are things that do baffle me. And I tell you, the sort of little things that baffle me about him is making Mustafi captain. You know what I mean? A little decision like that. Just And I just think, well, where's that come from? Like, you know, continually keep playing Eddie when I know that he's not good enough. Like, you know what I mean? Now, I'm going to be honest about, about this. I, I've watched Willock over the last four, five, six, seven times. He's had as many chances as Eddie. And he's not getting no more chances no more. And probably, you know, quite rightly, he's not quite at that standard that we need. But And he's been left out of the squad. I look at the Maitland-Niles thing and I think to myself, well, what are you really doing with Maitland-Niles? We could have sold him for 20 million. That might have got us another player in a position that you want. The little things that are happening with him and then someone will, you know, bend in my ear, oh, you know, the Arteta in people will turn around and say, oh, yeah, but... You know, uh, he's still learning his game, learning trade, making the mistakes and whatever, like, you know, give him time and all that. So I do see that side of it as well. But there's got to be, there's got to be a come a time when accountability has got to be laid at him. Laid at him. And then we've, we've talked about that, whether it be on, on, on that thing. But what I, what I will say a bit about Mikel Arteta is that whether you think he's a novice or he's not good enough or whatever, and you might say this about... Chelsea sacked Frank Lampard today and they've got every right to do that because they backed him with, with funds. I don't think Arsenal have really pushed the boat out to, 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 to give Mikel the, you know, like the whole lot of tools to say, look, there you go. And if you foul, you fouled. I, I don't think you can do that. I think that, you know, he's, he's been given half the tools, if you like. You know what I mean? I think and, as a fan base, I think as a fan base, Every single Arsenal fan would agree with you. If he if he had been given the same money as Lampard at the start of the season, two hundred and fifty million, I think he spent. 
Lampard. Uh, Mark, if 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 the board had come along and given Arteta two hundred two hundred and fifty million pounds, he blew it, and we find ourselves in the position we are now. Would you say, yeah, he's got to go? No, because um, people are just so impatient these days. And it's a society we live in drives me nuts. You know what I mean? The people just want, I want it all. I want it now. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just hold on a second. You know what I mean? It, it takes time to change the, change the squad and get things playing your way. And I've said it before, I don't want to end up with a fractured squad of these players, that, this, that, and the other. You know, we, He is making great strides, Arteta, in these transfer windows. This board is backing him to the point that they are out in the dead wood. They've got their hands tied because of COVID. Everybody has. And that, by the way, is why we didn't sell anybody, because no one's got any money to buy people. And why would they? Why would they spend £10 million on a player that they can get for free now or in, in the next summer. They've only got yeah, to wait. They've only good got point. to wait one year and you get him for nothing. No one's got any money. Full stop. Finished. You know, so it, it's, we're all just making these deals, wheeling and dealing. And, and I get it, this this lad coming from Real Madrid, he's, he's going to fill a, a slot, temporary, like, and, and, but it's, it's not going to lead to anything, is it? That's what drives me mad. And that's why I don't get... Um, excited about it because if he's successful and he plays really well Real Madrid is just going to take him straight back do you know what I mean we're not going to benefit from it apart from obviously we might get the benefit of it this season so short term but if he'd spent 250 million pounds and got in what two three four five more players then yes he would be more accountable but those lads take time to gel and things like that don't they you know but We've still got to back him to go through this process. No, I wouldn't sack him. But then maybe, maybe I'm an old fool. Maybe, maybe I'm just not ruthless enough, you know. But let, let's get it right. I want to win the FA Cup. I want to finish in the top four. I want to see this club competing back at the top of the table. And all the clubs that do that, Man United, Liverpool. They they build every season. You know, Man United just chipping away at their squad. Been very fortunate they've had a couple of lads come through, Greenwood and Rashford. And so have we in Saka and Smith Rowe and we've got Martin there in it. You know, it's just got to let these... I mean, imagine what, yeah. a, player, what a player Saka's going to be this time next year. Do you see what I mean? It's, it's, it's just yeah. got to naturally build, hasn't it? Yeah. Mark makes a great point there. Great, sorry, sorry. Mark's a great, great point. A year ago, we had, when people... Um, I, I see Russ is in the in the chat, and we we've had chats on that, and said like, um, well, we ain't got no players, we ain't uh, we ain't got no market value of our players. Over since Mikel's been here a year, we've got, and I know like he was in Martinelli wasn't he signed, but Martinelli now is sixty seventy million pound player potentially. Saka's worth even more than that. Then you look at Smith Rowe now, for all of a sudden he's he's got market value. So the, the, the club market. Kieran Thierry's probably gone up, yeah. So, well, where we could actually do that, I'm not saying that we should, but we could actually sell one of those players to finance it, like Liverpool did. Like, you know, everybody used to say, yeah, yeah, remember, yeah, they used to say, we're never going to be a Liverpool. Well, we didn't have an asset like that, but we've now getting two or three or four of them coming in. 
So that's a very, very good point that Mark makes. So unfortunately, <laughs> we're going to have all this market value and no, no bloody sod's going to have no money. But anyway, that's another point. But it is a good point. All of a sudden, the squad value has started to go up, which is a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, Harry, I don't know about on this one. I think some, I don't know, someone having a laugh. Um, opinions on the Swedish youngster. Don't read Nick? it. Don't read it. Don't read it. Don't read it. <laughs> don't read it. Don't read it. Why not? I think he's... I, I'm going to Google this guy because I've never heard of him. No, don't yeah, read I'll it. Get... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is it one of those ones we're trying to catch? Yeah, yeah. What's the gag? Yeah, read, it, read, it, read it in your head. Just don't say it out loud. Read it in your head. Ah, uh, yes. Got it. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't read it. Um, if, well, no, I'm not going to read it, but I will show it because if he wants to pay five pounds to try and catch yeah, me, yeah, out, I, I, I yeah, haven't got it yet. I haven't got it yet. Yeah, well, we're not. We, we won't. We won't. Um, well, we won't, I won't. I won't repeat it. Someone just being a div. Um, unfortunately, you get them. Uh, you, uh, after, the show, after the show, can you just explain? Yes, explain? We, we will. We will. We will. Um, but yeah, go, go there, there you go. It's coming into the chat there now, Lee. You, yeah, can, you, you, can, you can work it out yourself. Disgusting. Going back to yeah. that whole. Um, that oh, whole... Yeah, it's not, uh, if that's the case, that's not even funny. No, uh, it's not funny. Um, absolute idiot. Uh, Nigel, can you take him out, please, mate, um, and ban him? Thank you very much indeed. But take his one, his four ninety nine. I'm hungry. Oh yeah, we take the fiver, but then ban him. That's <laughs> yeah. um, Why would you want to say something like that? I don't know why people. Yeah, I'm glad Harry told me not to read that actually because I didn't cop that. Um, why people? Because I, to do... I, I saw that initially in the chat earlier on, and I thought I've never heard of that player, and I googled it, and nothing came up. Yeah, um, and then when I saw it again, I thought, Nah, this is this is not right. Um, but yeah, anyway, forget that. Going back to kind of the whole rebuilding point and the comparison kind of with Frank Lampard. I mean, Frank, the Frank Lampard and Mikel Arteta situations are incomparable, man. You're talking about a guy who's had a season and a half. Mikel Arteta's not had it. Well, Frank Lampard had 18 months. Uh, Mikel Arteta's just about had 12. One's been given over in excess of 200 million pounds to spend on players. He spent a hundred and what he spent almost 120 million on a couple that have been complete flops. Um, you know, his team are in ninth. They're two points above the worst Arsenal side in the last 15 years. And and it's as simple as that. You know, the pressure was on Frank Lampard the minute he got that money to spend. And in Mikel Arteta's case, it's completely different. We're talking about someone who actually hasn't um, you know, hasn't been backed in that way financially and has taken over a squad in a far worse state. So, you know, people would talk about Chelsea being ruthless. They can be ruthless because now they're going to bring in another manager and I guarantee you the next transfer window, they'll throw money at him as well. We can't do that. Yeah, yeah we, we can't, can't do, do that. that. Exactly. Um, this this one comes in from uh, Ricardo. He's having a little bit of a go at us. Uh, let's keep believing in that imaginary process. Um, that's exactly what Kroenke wants. Well, I'll go back to the point of the process, I believe, is only just starting. Um, in this transfer window. Uh, uh, Mark, would you agree with that? People are saying, let's trust the process. I think the process has only just started. Yeah, and, and you ask what the process is. Well, it's, it's bloody obvious, isn't it? The process is to get rid of overpaid Deadwood who have got nothing, no ambition, no drive, no commitment to the club that are left in the squad. 
which, by the way, we've made very good inroads in in the last couple of windows. Get rid of people who've got the wrong sort of attitude, Gwen Doozy. Um, lots of people have been bombed out who are not pulling in the right direction. And so the process is to get in a group of young, hungry, talented lads who want to play for the club and have got things and and doing the game. That's what you want. You don't want a load of people in a game who have won the World Cup. Great for them, isn't it, they've won the World Cup. But seriously, does he want to go and win against Stoke on a Tuesday night when he's won the World Cup? His, his legacy is set. He, he, he's, he's got the trophy in the cabinet. You know, we want lads, young lads, who have still got all of this to achieve in the game. And, and, and that's, that's the process. So we're freshening up this squad. We're changing the mentality in, the, in this club. And, and we're going to try and drive forward in, into a new era of, of, our, of our football club because at the minute we're, we're languishing around doing nothing. So that's what we're trying to do. That's the process. And it's only two transfer windows in. Um, so, yeah, it's going to take a couple more. Sorry about that. It doesn't happen overnight. Would you agree with that, Lee? Um, yes and no. Yes and no. Like, you know, I think um, if you look at... Uh, them down the road, they've made six signings this summer and um, have, have got a little bit more stability um, and, you know, got got the areas they wanted to um, to strengthen on. I think with Chelsea, for instance, you know, I think they made, did they make about six signings? I think six or seven, I think that they made. They bought Werner Havertz, ZH, they bought the goalkeeper in, Thiago Silva, and they bought someone else in on a free, I think. So, yeah, yeah five so, or six. Uh, five or six. So, it kept, but that, uh, you know, that doesn't guarantee success, does it? We spent £72 million on Pepe with not, with not uh, you know. So, I think that, I, I, and I, do you know what? I'm going to say this now, like, you know, I think that, an inexperienced manager like Frank Lampard's found it hard to, to to deal with those six new players coming in, plus all the other players in there, and maybe he found it a little bit difficult. I think Arteta's found it very difficult with the overload of squad as well, where I think someone like Mourinho, whether you like him or you don't, don't give a shit. You know what I mean? He just says what, you know, like he's left out. Like no one goes on about Danny Rose being left completely out of the squad. He was in the in England International a year ago, you know what I mean? And And losing things like that. Because he's got that ruthlessness and a bit of experience to be able to deal with that, so I think that maybe um, that that is a little bit of a problem with 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 Mikel. I think at the end of the day, let, let's let's try and feel a bit a little bit positive for, for Mikel. He's had a lot to deal with this this uh, um, last year. Not not only um, coming into a club halfway through that was was struggling. Then he had the COVID situation. Then he's had the the, the dealing with the getting rid of players and things like that. So I'd imagine I'd imagine it's been a little bit tough on him, as as it has for Frank Lampard. If I'll be honest, you know what I mean. I think that maybe um, Chelsea should have probably backed him a little bit more. If I'll be honest, but um, I, I I I I think the club like Arsenal, if we're not going to be spending big money, I I think Mark's right. It's going to be um, over at least um, two two windows. And when you say two windows, that's not that's not a January window. That that don't happen. That's it's you're talking summer window. So it's you know a process that's going to be a, a summer to summer. So I so I feel that you know when you say two windows, really it's four windows because two of them we don't we don't even use. And, and I'm not being I'm not having a dig at Arsenal to say that. I think there's a lot of clubs and not don't use this and it's a very hard window in, in normal circumstances so uh, yeah I, I, I think it is it is a long process but as as I think 
a few managers on uh, their interviews today when they were talking about Frank Lampard's game did say that time, hmm, you don't get that no more. So, Mikel Arteta is in a fortunate position. Oh, he's very where lucky. Is, yeah. Where is yeah, Where is the club going to be giving him that little bit of time? So, you know... Um, but but that's, that's the thing, though, Judge, isn't it? Like, going, like, just touching on that Chelsea thing, Chelsea were never going to give him time because they're Chelsea and they don't give anybody time. So then why make that appointment in the first place? Well, so then, yeah. So then we yeah. can't we can't slag off our club for doing the same, i.e. going down the route of someone inexperienced. Then we can't slag them off for giving him that time because when you bring someone in like that, it's very clear that they're going to need that time, isn't it? Exactly. And, that's, that's, exactly. and whilst I think that Lampard actually, you know, isn't really good enough for a, a club with the demands of Chelsea and probably should have got sacked, I do have a bit of sympathy for him there because it's like, well, why did you hire him then? And, and and that's why, as a football club, we've got to decide, you know, yes, we want the ruthlessness. Yes, we want the success. But also, we made that appointment knowing full well what was gonna, what it was going to take, how long it was going to take. And so we have to give it a chance as well. Just on that, um, Texas Gunner. Half points. How many pints, things yeah. I'd love for to slam a few points for Lee Judges. Let me, take, let me tell you, it would last about 25 minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say a couple of things in the group chat there? Thanks. Hello. And also, um, somebody who says uh, patience equals lack of ambition. Uh, I think, no, it's actually a lack of funds. You know what I mean? It, it, let's, look, let's have it right. If we had a billion pounds in the bank, I'd, I'd expect us to be signing Mbappe, by the way. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I'm just a realist. Yeah. Um, I, I do have ambition, but we haven't got the money. Yeah, so it's going to take time to build it, isn't it? You know, and then he said Aston Villa have done it. Aston, you know, they've booked... They've, what what have Aston Villa done? They've won nothing as far as I, have I missed something? What it's has avoided Villa... relegation? That's about it. Yeah, what he's saying there, Aston Villa, I think they've made about five or six signings, and and what they've done is from which you have to admire them for, by the way. Yeah, but it wasn't hard to improve that squad. Was it? Wasn't hard to improve that squad? Was it? They were pony. No, no, they've done what they've done well. What they've had to do, but they've had to do that to get to where they are. You know what I mean? Uh, but. Listen, Aston Villa making the next step, isn't it? Yeah, very, very to make that next step, they're going to need to spend another three hundred yes, million pounds exactly. in the next two years. And, and I agree with you there. Like the Aston Villa's expectations are different to what Arsenal's expectations are. And this is the, this is the, the thing that I don't think people appreciate. You know, what I mean, Arsenal are a different animal to to a, to a Wolves. And so, when a Wolves and a, an Aston Villa are in the top six, or even a Leicester, you know, great that they're doing it. But ultimately, they're over overachieving. That, but this is why this is why Arsenal fans, as well, a lot of them are hypocrites, right? And I'm not digging out anyone specifically. I'm talking about in general, right? Because when we was having this debate about, you know, should he have rested players? Should he have prioritised the FA Cup? And people were going, "Oh no, but we're never going to get the top four anyway." So no, he should hold on a minute. We talk about loser mentality. A loser is someone who sees an objective within grasp, within reach. Might be unlikely, but it's still there. It's still on the table. A loser is someone who gives up on chasing what their objective is. That's what a loser is. Not someone who decides to still persist after the main objective rather than the secondary one. And so you can't call him a loser and you can't call Arsenal losers and then moan when they're bloody looking at uh, going into the Champions League. Whether you think we're good enough to win that competition or not is irrelevant. You aim for the very best. Absolutely. Uh, Lee, I want to come to you on this one. Um, look, for, thank you very much, Luke, uh, for the kind donation, mate. Much appreciated and thanks for your support. 
Um, Luke says he's really happy with Arteta. He um, He's coaching the youngsters coming through well, and part of that is down to him. What would you say to that? Yeah. Can you say that again? I didn't see that. He's basically what he's saying is the youngsters coming through um, is down to good coaching by Arteta. Fifty-fifty. I think that um, it's, it's, it's that's, that's a. Oh, do you know what? That's a that's a tough tough question. Listen, we can't criticize Mikel Arteta. I suppose if if he's not um, if he's it, it, when it when when. People are saying, oh, he's not doing this and he's doing that. You know, he's not getting a tune out of Willian. He's not getting a tune out of Pepe. But he's certainly getting a tune out of Saka. And he's mm. certainly getting a tune out of Smith-Rowe. Like, you know. Um, I will question him a little bit. Because I think he's got them out of them too. He certainly hasn't got it out of um, uh, Martinelli yet. So, I think that we'll have to wait and see on that. And, and I think, uh, you know, uh, Eddie has not really done done the business but I also think you've got to say that he's got the he's got Tierney playing fantastically well so you know I think it's a little bit of both I think it's the player and what 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 the player wants to do and, and things like that but also um you've got to say that the coach is doing that there I think that you have to say that some players have improved and some haven't mm. um the younger ones yeah I, I've got to say Tierney's been a revelation I think that the one thing I would say, whether it's Mikel or him, is that he's got himself fit, where he's now fit as he can possibly be, and um, I, I think that that's a, a big, um, a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fantastic question. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot of people in the chat now saying um, Arteta didn't unearth these players. That's no, not what given I said. The no, 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 that's not what I said, was it? And that's not what Luke said. No one said that Arteta unearthed them. No, Luke no, said he's coaching them well. He's and also as well. well, also as well as a manager, I think you, and it's only natural. You shouldn't really have favourites, but I think you will, as a manager, as a coach, you'll gravitate to certain players that you really personally believe in, and maybe you know consciously or so or non-consciously, you will give them more love, more affection, more of your time, and you'll dedicate more of your efforts to developing them. And someone like Saka, who's shown from day one that he's up to it, will have got more love from Mikel Arteta than Nicolas Pepe would have. And and any manager will have that. No manager yeah. can give equal attention to 25 players. So that will happen, won't it? And that's why you'll look at some players and say, yes, they've really pushed on under Mikel. And people will make the counter-argument that others haven't. I think you said, Harry, didn't really his last... Um last press conference or one of his last press conferences that his squad was bloated and it was impossible almost to keep yeah. the squad happy and when you've got people hanging around the, the place who are not even included in the in the playing squads you know how, how you know they are inevitably going to become a, a negative problem aren't they you know so and he recognized that and then that, that's why they've they're moving on and that's why they're paying people's contracts up because they just want them out from around the ground you know bringing the place down doesn't it Mm, absolutely. Just, uh, just people in the chat there. Uh, Wickham Wanderers are beating Tottenham. <laughs> oh, uh, look, there's no, there's no Harry Kane. There's no Son. There's no. Oh, is there? There's no. Championship strategy. He must be rotating them, Harry. He must be rotating. 
Squad rotation, huh? Yeah, no. oh, I don't believe that what I'm li- listening to there. Like be, oh, Harry Kane on the bench. There we go. Obama Yang was supposed to be on the bench. He must be. He must be keeping them for the league game. They're on the bench. This one here. This one. This one comes from one. It'll be funny, will it? This one comes. This one comes in from Sonny. He says it's no coincidence that the youngest players can adapt their game. Um, and improve. Um, I think that's. I, I think he means under Arteta. Um, we're talking about the coaching. Um, that, naturally, as a player, if you're at the end of your career, there are habits in your game that you won't be able to get out. Whereas if you're at the beginning of your career, you'll be able to to adapt easy. It's like when you're a kid, you learn a language easier, don't you? Then when you're an older person, because. And, and, and also, oh, really, you yeah. just can't yeah. turn him up on time. Yeah. It's just late. You can't yeah. you can't change him now. It's just the way he is. You know? That's <laughs> it. But I will That's say it. this: also, as a young player, it may be not about the coaching because it's about being given the opportunity. As uh, you know, uh, it's it's trust. A manager trusting you to play. Now that can that is a big boost. Don't matter whether you're playing non-league football or not. If the manager says to you like you're going in today then that trust factor comes in. That gives you the opportunity to play. And yet you learn and pick up through through the coaching, but it is ultimately being given that trust. And uh, Mikel Arteta, whether it's through funds is what Mark was saying or whatever, he's being given that trust, you know. And um, that's why I think someone like Phil Foden is, a you know, a top, top player because there's all that financial clout that Manchester City have got. And still, the coach is trusting him and putting him in games. You know, like you know, and I think that that is a that is a key thing. Well, one thing I've never understood. Now, look, I'm not digging out. Well, I suppose I am digging him out a bit, but not but not nastily. One thing I've never understood um, with Arsenal fans is this: um, it shows how sad we've become when we're interested in how Spurs are doing. Um, as an Arsenal fan, I'm always interested in what Spurs are doing because if they lose, I want to go ham and take the piss. I don't care whether we're 15th, 20th, 21st, 22nd in the championship. If Spurs lose any game, I'm taking the piss. Um, and it's as simple as that. That's that's my job as an Arsenal fan. Uh, Especially if I go out the cup to a lower league side. Yeah. Um, you know, there's... People, why why have we gone like this, this fan base, Harry? Why have, oh, we, gone, why have we gone all snowflake? Um, as a fan base, oh, we oh, you can't take the Mickey out Spurs anymore because they're above us. What the hell has that got to do with it? It's not even the fan base; it's the whole world. To be honest, yeah. um, you know, they're so it's. I don't know, Matt. Like, to me, I, I kind of get it to a degree. Whereas, like when you're you're shit yourself, you shouldn't really be poking fun. But ultimately, it's our biggest rivals. You know, mm. like I can understand it if you're talking about us having a go at Liverpool, for example. Yeah. You know, you, you can't really take the piss out of Liverpool, but Spurs, we mix with Spurs fans in everyday life. You know, living where we live, we you, you might do very hard, bloody day. Yeah, I'm surrounded by them. <laughs> I am surrounded by them. Uh, I, am I work, surrounded I work by there them. every day, mate. They're everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I think you know what. I just want to say something. When we're Arsenal, I, I, this is how I see it. And when I was, when Arsenal were winning leagues and really, really tight, I wasn't so. Ferocious with Spurs. agreed, yeah, same. Um, but I, I still would give it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and the thing is now, what 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 I feel has happened now is that Spurs, like they do, have got 
a bit above their station and we've allowed it to happen. And, that, and that's what grinds, gropes me a little bit more is because I get things like, um, yeah, I'll tell you one today, um, if I can get it up quickly, you know. Um, Sorry about the innuendos Lee keeps giving this evening. <laughs> no, like, you know, you I get to, like, oh, everybody, I don't know if you can see that or you can't see that. But anyway, it says, it says Pentagon, Hexagon, Octagon, season gone with the Arsenal badge. You know what I mean? Little things like that. And I think, oh, you rutters. You know what I mean? Like, but when, when, when Arsenal were at their best and winning titles, I've never done that to Spurs fans. They mm. do it to us and that's what gets my goat. And so now when they lose and give it that, I don't care if we're bottom of the league, I will give them as much stick as I can because... we're supposed to do. The way, yeah, it's the way it is. And they do it with us. You know, they're loving it at the moment where we are in the league because, you know, all the, just imagine all the pain that they've had over the last 20 years. Mm. The pain we've got now, I've got, we have the pain with them now, but that they're not winning trophies and things like that. We're still winning the trophies and they're better than us. You know what I mean? Like, but when we was at the, the best, when we was top dogs winning trophies, they, must, they were crap. They were crap. They must hate us. They uh, love it. Get, bring it on. I hate them. I hope they get stuffed by Wigan today. 3 nil, And Harry Kane comes on and don't do nothing. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll leave it there um, this evening. I'll tell you what, boys. It has been a bloody, really good therapy session. Um, yeah. even being part of it to get that out of the system um, to get our points of view across uh, in a respectful and, and, and meaningful way um, I've really really enjoyed it this evening um, I hope you've all enjoyed it uh, who have been watching um, thank you very much for your support thanks for staying here with us uh, for the evening and uh, listen to us carry on Mark my thanks to you mate as always well you know me super sub you know, if you, if, if you ever can't make it, just let me know. I'll be there. Rotation well, and all that. It's rotation. Well, Dan's doing a Mercer Ozil tonight. You might see yourself in the, in the team, you know. <laughs> I have actually seen him under a brolly, and he does look very dashing. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, my thanks to you, sir. Are you doing no. a podcast after this? No, we've already done two today, so that's it for today. Uh, back tomorrow with... Uh, with a podcast looking here to the Southampton game, a watch along and then a post-match show afterwards. Very good. So there you go. Um, get over to Chronicles of Aguna and subscribe to Harry's channel right Cheers, now. Um, judges! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, just thanks for everybody in the chat. I'll tell you what, some some blinding conversations going on there, like, you know, so... Uh, so, so, <laughs> so that's in, Someone said in the chat that I'm holding an apple, but it's, I was just uh, saying it's a tennis I ball. Like a tennis ball, though, yeah. I oh, throw yeah. it on the wall and catch it when I'm trying to concentrate. Uh, that's, Harry, that's Harry's stress ball. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you there. Um, a superb chat room um, that, that we've got. I haven't seen, other than that fool there trying to catch us out, I haven't seen anyone um, having a go at each other. It's all, you know, it's all opinionated, it's all good. It's all good banter uh, yeah. this summer. There. Thanks from India. I love the podcast as always. Uh, super fan. It's two in the night here. Oh, you are a super fan. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. Quick score prediction for tomorrow night, Lee. Um, Southampton nil. Arsenal four. Come on, you gooners. Come on, you gooners. I love it. They're going to try. They're going to try. We're going to run all over them. Run all over them because they're tired. And didn't rotate. 
Mark, quick prediction. Uh, yeah, we're going to win. I think we'll win. I think we'll win 2 0. I know that they've got an injury, haven't they, off the back of playing someone yesterday. Yeah, so it's a good, job we, we, it's a good job we rotated because. Both um, their, uh, both their both yes, their they've, lost, right they've lost both their fullbacks. But, um, oh. you know. Should have rested them. Should have rested them. Yeah. He should have rotated. He yeah. should have rotated. Harry. I'm going to go for the famous 1-0 to the Arsenal. Uh, famous 1-0 to the Arsenal. Yeah, I'm going for 2-0. Really boring, 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 Harry. I'm going with Mark. I'm going with Mark. Where are we going? Where are we taking him? Where are we going? 2-0. 2-0. Lock, lockdown, yeah. isn't it? We can't yeah, go yeah, anywhere. Yeah, you can't. You can't, you can't yeah, very yeah. good joke. Yeah, you should think Canadians. You should feel the same. We should FaceTime each other. <laughs> yeah, we ain't the ones that we ain't the ones that send fifty group chat phone calls into the group, and like no, none of them. It's <laughs> not adding your nan into a WhatsApp. Yeah, is it? Oh, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. How I even do it? Yeah, that's why right. that we have every other way. That's why we call him Dirty Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. going on here? Then? Why is everyone's face on there? Why is it on Who's this? Who's rigging me? Oh no, yeah. it's me ringing everyone else. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How have I done that then? I one mistake on, mate. One mistake. That's all what do you want? Just once a week, you know. What do you want about? <laughs> Thanks very much for staying with us. We'll see you all. We'll see you all. But Nigel, run me back. <laughs> <laughs> A big thanks to Nigel, actually. Good thanks. Big yeah, thanks. Yeah, well done, Nigel. Done a fantastic job, but don't ever Moderate. ring me. Don't ever ring me. <laughs> he's, well, he's, he's, he's very sacred to have uh, Lee Judge's number, let me tell you. Um, very, it's, a very, it's very sacred. Until we see you again next week, next Monday, 7 o'clock, uh, I think we're doing a – I think uh, Dan is doing a transfer show this Thursday, I think. Uh, if, no, if Wednesday. I'm, we're doing it Wednesday. Wednesday, is it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday, okay, yeah. Wednesday. We've got loads of, guests on. loads of special guests. Have we? Well, you ain't, but me and me and uh, Dan have. That's if he's uh, stopped sulking and comes out of his Well, hold on a minute. I'm supposed to be on it. Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, yeah of course yeah. you are. Of course you are. Yeah, yeah. It's your bloody show or something. Who's yeah. you yeah. stuff going around? No, 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 that's like right. That. We're all on it at first, don't we? That's right. It's all us four on it first, I think. <laughs> Then I'm we're not coming on it. I've had it. Are you not coming on? I can't. Oh, no, that's it. right, because it's special guest. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cut. I am special, mate. Don't worry about that. You've <laughs> <laughs> so seen, seen me in the back of a minibus. <laughs> so we've got, we've got that coming on Wednesday. Um, not, so we'll see you all Wednesday. We'll tweet out the time it's going to start and all that. Uh, yes, we've all got our pants on. We have. Um, Someone just asking, uh, Graham, well, I'm, not, can I... I'm not standing up. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to everyone for watching, standing around. We'll see you next Monday. We'll see you Wednesday and we'll see you next Monday for the podcast. Uh, until we see you again, take care of yourselves and each other. Up the Arsenal. Where you Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.